part of succeeding as a nurse and building your career, having done the work that I've done now through therapy, coaching, and also just being in the industry and building my career in it, I think that there's a massive need for self-coaching. And I am fully converted to believing that this is the answer to helping nurses rekindle their love for their job, rekindle their passion, and to really thrive within their careers. Hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Today, we're talking about self-coaching and the power of self-coaching for nurses and why I think that it is going to transform the nursing industry, the healthcare industry, if we allow it, (laughs) if we let it in and if we invest in it. Because honestly, we all know, hey, I'm preaching to the converted here. The industry is on its knees and it is in a bit of a dire state at the moment. And it seems like sometimes we think, is it going to get better? How is it going to get better? Will we get more staff? Will we get more budget? When will COVID bugger off? All of the things come up when we think about nursing industry and be curious to know what your thoughts are about the industry in general. And I would say that most nurses, we all come into it, we love the profession, but we kind of have this love-hate relationship with the industry and the profession. And I think that part of succeeding as a nurse and building your career, having done the work that I've done now through therapy, coaching, and also just being in the industry and building my career in it, I think that there's a massive need for self-coaching. And I am fully converted to believing that this is the answer to helping nurses rekindle their love for their job, rekindle their passion, and to really thrive within their careers. And why I say that is because coaching doesn't rely on other external things, things external to us, to make us feel better. Coaching helps us see that external things are 100% neutral. All the things in our life external to us are 100% neutral until we have a thought about them, okay? And when I learned this concept, I just was mind blown. I was like, oh my goodness. I had spent so long being a victim. I, like, you know, there's no better word for it. I'd spent so long indulging in blaming the system, indulging in blaming myself, blaming my peers, blaming my manager, blaming the patients. I'd spent so long believing that I wasn't good enough. I'd spent so long thinking that the next job would be the best job and that it would all be better if I just kept moving. And uh, and of course, I burnt out multiple times and I landed in a heap. And I do remember, on top of that, also thinking that the industry was the problem and that I needed to change careers completely. I spent so many hours, and you might be doing this too, on Dr. Google saying, hey, like, what can I do with my nursing degree? Where can I go? What is available to me? What careers do nurses move into? Like, all of the things. I can see you all. I know you're all doing it. Okay. And that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. I think it's great to explore your options. But when I first started learning uh, self-coaching, it transformed my life. And I hope that it will transform yours too, if you allow it to. Now, a bit of background. I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but 
I have engaged in a lot of therapy. I talk about it freely and I think that it's so, so important being vulnerable and sharing and helping people see that having therapy and seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whoever you see or a counsellor is just so transformative in your life. For those of you that have listened to the podcast for a while now, um, you'll know that I have uh, engaged in quite a bit of therapy over the last few years. I've kind of had therapy since maybe around 2016 and it's one of the best things that I've ever done. Therapy in conjunction with uh, career coaching changed my life and helped me see what was possible for myself. So I think if there's anybody listening and you're really struggling with your mental health, I just want to take this moment to say that coaching is a beautiful tool to help with that, but therapy is, of course, the gold standard. And if you're somebody that's really in the depths of mental health and you're experiencing that, uh, first and foremost, I want to say that you're not alone. And secondly, please go and seek out help. It will be the best thing that you'll ever do for yourself. I think that there's such value in sharing vulnerably with people that therapy has changed my life. And I continue to engage in therapy and get a little bit emotional talking about it. It has helped me become the person that I am today. And I'm not perfect. I'm still growing, still evolving, still learning. So much happens to us in our clinical careers. So many things we experience that Joe Bloggs on the street would never understand. If you go to therapy just for your clinical career itself, it will transform your life and your clinical career. But I'm here to talk about coaching and how coaching can also help that. So for me, I partnered up with a therapist and then I partnered up with a career coach. I got to a point in my career where I was so stuck. I was fed up. I was misaligned. I was hating my career, hating my job. I was getting really shitty with people. Uh, My mindset was shocking and I was overworked. underpaid and underappreciated. Can you relate? Mm. (laughs) So I thought to myself, I need to go and find a career coach. I need someone to help me work out where to go, what to do, to learn more about myself and to help me get into a different area of nursing. Little did I know that I was going to become a nursepreneur and and get to understand myself in the sense that this was probably always supposed to be my path. So the career coaching was hugely invaluable. However, Career coaching helped me be introduced to self-coaching. And for those of you that don't know, I'm currently in training with the Life Coach School in the US. I absolutely love it. And I have found my calling. After over 10 years of trying to find what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, I finally feel like I've started living and that I'm following my true passion. And that is my goal and my dream for every listener of this podcast. I want to help you through any medium, understand and see what is possible for you and you to find your thing like I found with life coaching. So I'm about halfway through my life coaching certification and the foundational piece of the life coaching certification that I'm doing is around self-coaching and the power of self-coaching. Now, self-coaching doesn't just apply to your careers and you'll find that in the podcast, I'm going to be talking more about being a human, human psychology, nursing human psychology, life coaching, nursepreneurship, and careers. I don't think that this podcast needs to be solely just careers because there's so much more to moving in your career, building your career, pivoting within your career than just CVs. And and if you are somebody that just wants the next step in their career and you just want a CV, this is not the right place for you. If you're somebody that wants to live your life to the fullest, and truly explore and understand who you are at your deepest core and then move forward with that to create the best life that you possibly can, 
you're in the right place. So let's talk about self-coaching. The first step in self-coaching is understanding that ultimately we've got two parts of our brain, okay? So we've got our primitive brain, which is like the ego part of our brain. My coach talks about this part of our brain as the part of our brain that is like a toddler running around with a sharp knife. (laughs) It's very problematic in the sense that it throws up all of these thoughts from our lived experience and from our past, and we believe them to be true nine times out of 10. Because we don't question them. We're like, our brain says this, so it must be true, right? So that's our primitive part of our brain. It offers over 60,000 thoughts a day, and we generally, most of the population, just believe them to be true. And then we take action from those thoughts. Coaching helps us challenge that. Coaching helps us see that we don't have to fully engage in the primitive brain's thoughts and offerings, and that instead what we have to do is tap into our prefrontal cortex, the front part of our brain, which is for planning, you know, executive functions, rational, like rationale, it's very rational, and it's the adult part of our brain, okay? And what we've got to do is we've got to manage this imbalance between our primitive brain and our prefrontal cortex, and we've got to basically raise awareness of the thoughts that we're having with the primitive brain, but we've also got to start engaging more with our prefrontal cortex. Okay, so it's this kind of balancing act. And my coach recently explained this beautifully and it really resonated with me. Your primitive brain is the part of your brain that's the extrovert. It loves the attention. It loves all of the drama. (laughs) It loves the gossip, loves all of the thoughts. That's our primitive part of our brain and that is our extroverted part. And no wonder a prefrontal cortex part of our brain is the quiet, shy, introverted part, right? Because we don't use it as much. We don't tap into it as much. And we all use both parts of our brain to varying degrees. But in my experience, most nurses will spend a lot of time with their primitive brain and less time with their prefrontal cortex brain, okay? So that's important to understand as we move forward on this journey through the podcast and through coaching together. So... Our primitive brain offers up all of these thoughts, okay? And things happen to us externally in the world. So our first step in self-coaching is literally just to sit down with a bit of paper and to write down all of the thoughts that you're currently having on a page, okay? Fill the full A4 page or type it up if you like. I like to write it out and just start observing, becoming the observer of the thoughts that you're having, okay? And from there, we can then pick one thought and we can put it into the self-coaching model. So let me tell you more about the self-coaching model. The self-coaching model has five parts, and I'm gonna talk you through each part of it and then show you how we can use it or apply it. So the first part of the self-coaching model is the circumstances. So the C, the C line at the top of the model, circumstances refers to everything that's happening external to us in the world, okay? Everything that happens external to us in the world is completely neutral, 100% neutral. And from those circumstances in the world, we experience a circumstance and then we have a thought about it, okay? Our primitive brain offers a thought and we have a thought about that circumstance. From that thought, we generate a feeling because this is an internal process, right? The thought generates a feeling. And from the feeling that we have, we then take action or we take inaction. And from those actions and inactions, we create a result for ourselves in our life. Isn't that amazing? I did not fully understand that model and the power of that model until I started applying it. So our circumstances are completely neutral. We have a thought about a certain circumstance. 
That thought generates a feeling. That feeling has us taking action or has us taking inaction. And then those actions, inactions lead to our results. Okay? And then we repeat the cycle. So, if we've never challenged the thoughts that we have from our primitive brain, this whole model is always going to be unconscious. It's always going to be a subconscious pattern that we've been practicing, performing <laughs> in the past, and that we're kind of choosing to do in the moment, kind of unconsciously, right? So what we want to do in self-coaching is download all of our thoughts. So do a thought download, love that idea, write it all down on a bit of paper. And then from there, we pick one thought, okay? So let's say the thought is, I'm not good enough, okay? So we put that into the T line. And then from that thought of, I'm not good enough, I'd be like, curious, what was the situation, the specific situation that caused you to think, I'm not good enough? So for example, it might be, I start a new job on Monday, okay? And we want to make sure that the situation, the circumstance is very factual. It's never emotive. It's never like, you know, I'm terrified about starting my job on Monday. There's never emotion in there. It's always like, what are the facts? I want you to imagine that you're in a court of law and the judge says, what are the facts of this situation? And then you have to be very specific. Now, if somebody says something like, the situation is your manager says, you know, Liam, you missed the medication. That becomes your situation. And notice that that is factual. That's exactly what they said, right? And we remove all of the other mind drama from it. And then we look at the thoughts that we're having. So we'll stick with this one. The thought is I'm not good enough. The situation is I start a new job on Monday. So from that thought, I'm not good enough. How do you feel? How do I feel? Well, currently, if I'm thinking I'm not good enough, I feel concerned. Like maybe I feel dread. I feel frightened. I feel worried. Notice that our thoughts create our feelings. Okay, no one can ever make us feel a certain way because it's the thoughts that we choose to think that cause us to feel a certain way in every situation. There's no exceptions to the rule, okay? From that feeling of frightened, what actions do I take? So I'm probably not gonna prepare. Maybe I'm gonna indulge in mind drama. Maybe I'm gonna ruminate, I'm gonna procrastinate, I'm gonna leave everything to last minute on Sunday night, and I'm not gonna prepare my meals for the week ahead of time, or I'm gonna convince myself that I'm not good enough. Then what would you do? What actions would you take from a place of feeling frightened? And then think about what inactions are you taking? So what are you not doing? Like, I'm not preparing. I'm not doing my research about the unit. I'm not allowing myself the opportunity to show up as my best self. I'm not uh, creating space for myself to just explore this, all right? And then from those actions, what results are you creating in your life? So the thought was, I'm not good enough. And the result in this model would be that you're not allowing yourself to be good enough on Monday because you're not even preparing, right? Notice how we think that all these things external to us cause us to feel or think a certain way. They don't. We have a thought about them. They are 100% neutral. Starting a job on Monday is 100% neutral, right? Because someone else could choose to think something very different to what you're experiencing. So therefore, it means that what you're experiencing isn't true and that there are alternatives for you, right? I think that that's amazing. I think it's so good to recognize that the thought that you're choosing to think is optional. <laughs> it's 100% optional. 
and you can just choose to think about a thought. You have to practice this over time. But someone else that starts the same job on Monday with the same situation could have the thought, I'm so excited to learn cardiac, right? And from that thought of, I'm so excited to learn cardiac, they feel empowered, or maybe they feel excited. And then from that place of excitement, what do they do? They get their notebook ready, they get their, you know, they get their little nursing bum bag ready, they get their, all the things, they buy a stethoscope, they get new shoes, they take action. And what, what are they not doing? They're not indulging in drama. They're not, not saying that that thought is a better thought, but just notice that same situation, lots of competing thoughts, lots of different options. So that person from I'm excited will create a better result for themselves, okay? Now they're still operating from their primitive brain. They just will have had a different path in life, different conditioning, different experiences, and that's a beautiful thing. So we never wanna judge the thoughts that we get given. <laughs> we never wanna judge the thoughts that come up for us. We just wanna acknowledge them. And then we just wanna be really curious about them and be like, well, I can see the result that this thought is creating in my life through the self-coaching model. Is that the result that I want to create? And if that's the result you wanna create, stick with it. Go with it, run with it. But if you want to create a different result in your life, you get to decide and you can change, okay? It really is just as simple as choosing to think a different thought. Not a better thought, just a different thought. So the self-coaching model can be applied to every aspect of your life. Weight loss, mind drama, overthinking, procrastination, overshopping, overdrinking, overeating, overjob hopping, all of money, all of the things that you're experiencing can be addressed within the self-coaching model. If you allow the self-coaching model into your life and you start using it, I guarantee you it will change your life. Because it will help you see, like me, for so long, I was just putting all of my power out into the external world and wondering why I felt so deflated. Because I was giving all of my power away to the situation. I thought that when my manager said they needed to chat to me, you know, that dreaded email, like, hey, Liam, I need to chat to you, that that was like the end of the world. And I was creating such mind drama about those situations or a relative complaints about patient care. I was making it mean that I was a bad manager, but that's not what they said. They just said, hey, Liam, my mum didn't have her teeth cleaned today. <laughs> but my brain went to the place where it was like, oh my goodness, I'm a terrible manager because my staff haven't cleaned her teeth. And that thought is completely optional, right? Notice how that was just so subconscious. And I could just choose to be like, oh wow, yeah, this patient has a beautiful relative that's advocating for her. That's what I could choose to think. Or I could be like, I'm so grateful that she brought this to my attention, right? There are so many different ways to think about the same situation. So therefore you get to decide. It's such an amazing thing to gift yourself. I see this all the time with interviews. People say to me, Liam, I'm so nervous. I'm really terrified about the interview. And I'm like, well, no wonder with a thought like that. Like, no wonder you're so terrified because you think you're going to stuff it up. And when we go through this model, people see it in our coaching programs. They're like, oh my goodness, no wonder I created this result for myself. And then the beautiful thing is we help you decide how you want to think on purpose and create the results that you never thought you could create. Isn't that amazing? I started this business and I did not believe that I could create the results that I've created in this business. With that mindset, I never would have got here. I want you to be very conscious of the mindset you're taking into your life, choosing to indulge in, 
in your career, in your relationships, in your partnerships, in your life day to day, in your finances, in your weight loss, whatever you're doing at the moment, I want you to know that literally the secret to it all is looking at the thoughts that you're having about it and then doing a self-coaching model and then looking at how do you want to think in this moment and then practicing believing that moving forward until you get your result, okay? It really is that easy. This is the power of coaching. I truly hope that you gift it to yourself because it will transform your life. That's it for today. I would love to see on social media that you're self-coaching. Please, please, please let me know. If you have any questions, always send them through to me. I would love to answer them. I'm happy to send you a little voice note and um, shoot some information across towards you. This is what we cover in all of our coaching programs. This is the crux of what we do. It is the key to unlocking your success moving forward, no matter what you want to do, no matter where you are in your career, whether you're a graduate or you're a director of nursing. Everybody has primitive brain thoughts. Everybody needs to work through them because the reality is at the end of the day, how do you become a better version of yourself if you don't look at the thoughts that are dictating and leading your life? Yeah. So let's work together. Let's look at how we can elevate your thoughts and really help you see that the thoughts that you're choosing to think are holding you back and that there is so much out there that you are capable of with a very simple self-coaching model and a bit of change in thoughts. So until next time, look after yourself, stay forever curious, and I'll see you in the next episode. Look forward to seeing yourself coaching. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.